You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our first weekly update of 2019. Today is Thursday, the 3rd of January 2019 and my name is Gavin O'Carroll, Treasury Sales and today I'll be joined by Oliver Mangan, AIB's Chief Economist, to talk about markets over the Christmas period. Ollie, a very happy new year to you. What happened? Well, it was incredibly volatile trading in the US stock markets over the Christmas period. Movements of 5 to 6% within a day, which is almost unheard of. Uh, I think what we've seen here is that the Fed increased in rates before Christmas, uh, as expected, and signaled that further rate increases could be expected through 2019 and 2020. However, the markets are becoming increasingly concerned that further tightening of US monetary policy could lead to a marked slowdown in the US economy. So this has been building for quite some time now. I mean, U.S. stock markets are off by nearly 20, 20% since October. Uh, we've seen a marked rally in the bond market. Bond yields have fallen. And that trend continued uh, over the closing days of, of, the, of, the, of 2018. So this dichotomy between the Fed and, and, and the markets has been building for quite some time. The market's view now is that actually, if you go back three months ago, the markets you know, were expecting that the Fed would hike uh, on two more occasions in 2019 give us another uh, 25 and 25 in terms of rate increases. They've now taken that off the table, and their view is that Fed rates have actually peaked, that the U.S. economy will not be able to withstand further rate increases this year. The view of the Fed is completely different. Uh, it sees a continuation of solid economic growth, uh, further tightening of the labor market, and a need for U.S. rates to go higher. So this is the backdrop which uh, is challenging the U.S. stock market at the present time. The outlook for the U.S. economy, is the Fed right or has the market got it right? Is there a risk the Fed does too much in terms of monetary tightening and slows down the U.S. economy to a far greater extent than is expected? And that's been reflected in the volatility in stock markets in particular. So this is one of the key reasons that investors are getting nervous. Very much so. You also have a backdrop where there's ongoing trade tensions between China and the U.S., you, the U.S. economy will slow this year anyway because the fiscal stimulus in particular is going to run its course. Now, the U.S. economy is growing at a very strong pace. I mean, growth has been around 4%, so nobody expects it to be sustained at that level. The question is whether you can achieve a soft landing or a hard landing in 2019. Uh, the hope for the Fed is that it will engineer uh, slow down the economy to more sustainable growth rates of 2 two and a quarter, 2.5%. The concern the markets are saying is, guys, if you tighten rates much further, the slowdown will be even sharper than this. Than this, So I think what will happen here is a very close eye will be kept on U.S. economic data in the coming months to get a handle on where the U.S. economy is going and where U.S. interest rates are going and ultimately the dollar. So, Ali, bring us back just before Christmas. We, we have nearly predicted we'd have been talking about Brexit, you know, early in the new year, but it's not really done much over the Christmas stretch. No, uh, all the attention in the last couple of weeks has been very much on the U.S. markets, uh, on the U.S. economy. And, you know, two issues I think are going to dominate financial markets in the opening two or three months of the year. One is the trend in the U.S. economy, and secondly, Brexit. Now, in terms of Brexit, I mean, there's a time out there to some extent, you know, Parmesan is is, is in recess for the Christmas period. But that will uh, get up and running uh, again next week. Uh, And then we have the debate in the resumes about the withdrawal bill in the House of Commons uh, on the week starting the 14th. The, the markets remain calm. I mean, sterling is still continuing to trade around the 90p level mm. against the euro. And really the view of the markets is uh, a hard Brexit will be avoided uh, at the end of March. Now, the market's not sure how that would be achieved. Uh, it could be that Theresa May at the end of the day manages to get her withdrawal bill through Parliament. 
or that the UK turns around and seeks a deferral uh, in terms of the departure date from the EU, but in some shape or fashion that the UK won't crash out or will avoid crashing out uh, of the EU uh, without a deal on March 29th. Theresa May had her New Year's message to the nation in the UK asking for the vote and the Brexit debate looks like it's kicking off the week of the 14th of January. 14th, correct, yes. I think the expectation is that it'll still be very difficult for Theresa May to get her Brexit bill through Parliament. Remember, this is a minority government. Uh, the DUP have indicated that they won't support it. So I think there'll be a lot of twists and turns in this road over the next uh, number of weeks. Uh, but I say, you know, the, the markets in the UK are relatively calm. It will be a shock to the system if uh, the market's got to revise its view. And, you know, the, the default option here, if nothing is done, is a hard Brexit. And if that becomes increasingly likely, well, then in those sort of circumstances, Sterling is in for, you know, a very difficult ride in the next number of weeks. But I say that the view really is that the UK will find some way to avoid a hard Brexit uh, at the end of March because of the damage that would do to the UK economy. But that's far from clear how we get there. Okay, and so look, this week it's 90-odd P in euro sterling, it's uh, 114-odd in euro dollar. Sterling dollar is actually in and around the 127 level. It is relatively stable in the currency markets. Yeah, the currency markets didn't react too much to the volatility in the stock markets over the Christmas period. Dollar has a slightly weaker tone. Uh, as it's the stock markets in particular have been concerned about the prospects for growth in the, the US economy. I suppose to some extent, you know, we're seeing weaker global growth everywhere. China, the UK, the Eurozone, Japan, uh, and maybe possibly now the States. So from that point of view, the dollar hasn't been hugely impacted. But certainly the dollar has been in the essential over the last couple of years on the back of rising US interest rates. If US interest rates were to peak, um, that certainly would lead to a less favourable dollar backdrop for 2019-2020. And even within the markets, they're beginning to price in the possibility that there might be even a US rate cut in 2020 uh, if a slowdown in the economy gathered momentum. So I think uh, over the medium term, the prospects for the US economy and US interest rates will be critical for the dollar. Obviously, for sterling, it all hangs on Brexit and how that evolves in the next couple of months. Okay, so we've spoken about the trends in the US economy being a a thing to watch very carefully in quarter one for investors and customers alike. What else could worry investors in the first, second quarter this year? I think what investors will focus on and which might give them some hope or it might be bad news is the progress in terms of the US-Chinese trade talks. If the US... Uh, and China could come to some form of trade deal, it would be good news for their economies, and I think it would be great news for financial markets. That really would be a boost to confidence uh, and maybe lift some of the clouds that are there in terms of the economic outlook. Uh, you know, China has been impacted by the trade war uh, in terms of a slowing of its economy. Certain sectors of the US economy, the manufacturing sector and the agri-food sector, have been impacted by the imposition of tariffs, etc. So I, I think it would be winner all round if the US and China could come to a trade deal. It would be favourable for growth prospects and remove a large element of uncertainty. On the other hand, if that uh, trade war continued or worsened and we had even more tariffs, that would be very negative news for the financial markets and cause even greater concerns about the economic outlook. So I think in terms of what might be a trigger for markets in the US and globally, uh, and we're probably looking at February and March, will be the progress on those US 
China's trade talks. And I think you know, the US is putting a deadline towards the end of March in terms of we want real progress by that stage. So that's worth, well worth keeping an eye on in terms of the financial markets. Okay, so potential for optimism in the new year as we head into mid, late quarter one, and maybe the transition agreement is passed, maybe the transition is kicked out in the Brexit scenario. So really what you've, you've spoken about today, trends in the US economy, how Brexit unfolds over quarter yeah. one, they're the two key things to watch. Yeah, hopefully by the spring we may have a clear idea in terms of uh, where how Brexit is going to evolve, where we're going in regard to Brexit, and also in regard to those trade talks and the prospects of the US economy. But in the coming weeks, uh, before we get that clarity, it could be you know a continuation of a rocky time in in stock markets, uh, continuing volatility, uh, and uncertainty in currency markets. Thank you, Ollie, for that hopeful start to the new year. And thank you for listening to our weekly updates. You can subscribe to AB Market Talk on SoundCloud or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.